Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. I'm Shane Bacon and uh, had a fun run with those full swing recap episodes along with Claire Rogers and our buddies at Scratch. If you didn't get a chance to check out what we did around the Netflix series, definitely go back and dive into those. It's been a lot of fun. You can also watch them on YouTube as well. Scratch produced those video wise. So uh, worth your time. A lot of fun to do that. I feel like I'm kind of back to, you know, more of a, a regular podcast. We have Jacques Slade on today to talk about golf sneakers and just sneaker fashion. Obviously, this is something I've been really passionate about. I'm a big uh, shoe guy. I'm a big sneaker guy. The funny part about where we've gone with fashion is how rare it is that I wear dress shoes or see anyone in my company wearing dress shoes anymore. I mean, even the nice shoes have gotten spiced up a bit, you know, where you'll see kind of, uh, you know, to, to boot New York, you know, fancy kind of sneakers or whatever. But I'm wearing sneakers almost every day. Now, that being said, I'm also wearing sweatpants almost every day. So take that uh, for what you will. But uh, got a good conversation. I think you're going to like this. If you're into, uh, you know, sneakers and fashion and shoes and, you know, you're somebody that, that digs around on the sneakers app, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Just a couple of housekeeping items before we get to Jacques. Uh, I went to Chicago this week and signed about 400 copies of the Golfer's Zoo. So if you're interested in ordering uh, the children's golf book that I wrote late last year, you can now order a signed copy. I signed him with a blue Sharpie. That's the same Sharpie I used when I played golf. I thought it made a lot of sense to do that. And so that is an option on our website. If you go to back9press.com backslash bacon, that's back9press.com backslash bacon, you can order now a signed copy of the Golfer Zoo. And I, I feel like this is going to be a good Father's Day gift. So if you want to think ahead or look ahead, uh, at least keep it kind of in your peripheral because this is something you can order for a new father or a, a golfing father that has some young kids. And I think it's something that they'll be into. And also very exciting. You know, I have a logo company that I started with Kate Smith last year called Ground Under Repair. We dropped a really limited and very cool head cover, ball marker, and coffee with Seamus that went really well and sold out, and we were super fired up for it. But the coffee got so much play that my good friends at Good Walk Coffee Company asked if I'd be interested in having a bacon blend with Good Walk. And so be on the lookout for that. We're going to post the link uh, on social media over the next week or so. Uh, there's still kind of uh, – you know, perfecting and refining the finishing touches with all that, but it'll be available. It's a bacon blend. It's a medium roast. It's very good. I've been making cold brew with it over the last uh, few weeks, and I've been a big fan of it. My wife's been into it as well, and I think you'll like it as well. What Good Walk is doing is very cool. Why not partner golf and coffee? I mean, they go hand in hand anyway, so I think you're going to be a big fan of that. So those are the housekeeping items. Players Week, uh, I did a podcast with Andy at the Fried Egg. That's way more players championship focused. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, head over to the fried egg podcast feed and dive into that. We went for a while on kind of four things we're looking at this week at the players, but that's enough for me. Let's get to the interview. And we welcome on uh, one of my favorite and most interesting follows on Instagram and also has an enormous, enormous YouTube following. Jacques Slade, you can follow him. How do you pronounce your Insta handle or is there a pronunciation? So, yeah, so here's a weird story. So, you know, when you're in high school, you think you're cool. Let's let's start with that. Let's start with that. And so, 
you know, you spell things different ways because you feel like it's going to bring you some kind of clout. So uh, Jacques Cousteau is the Maybe, deep yep. sea diver explorer. And so I didn't want to spell it like it's supposed to be spelled. And so I spelled it K-U-S-T-O-O as kind of Jacques, because my name is Jacques, and then Cousteau, you know, thinking it was cool. But as I got older and, and it kind of stuck as my screen name, people just started calling me Custu. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> that's what really what it is is Custu and not Cousteau you know I put two O's just because I thought it was cooler that way so yeah that's the story and I'm sticking to it uh it's a lot cooler story than my AIM name for back in the day which was Bacon Boy but had two Y's at the end because Bacon oh. Boy with one Y had been taken as you said we think we're way cooler in high school and that kind of trickles into our twenties and you get to your thirties and you're like, I wasn't cool at all. That, that, that was wasn't cool at thing. all. Yeah, wasn't that was cool. Terrible. wasn't sweet. Um, <laughs> so you're a person that covers like fashion and shoes and sneakers across the board. And yes. this has been a space that's blown up over the last, what, 10, 15, even 20 years in terms yeah. of the popularity and everybody's collection went from, I've got three pair to I've got 15 pair. Yep. or more it started to trickle into the golf space and now we're seeing this really become a thing and yes. sneakers and shoes aren't just cool for the everyday golf person but we're seeing it in the professional world as well what's it been like over the last five years to see golf shoes go from saddle you know saddleback not that cool of an experience to now we're seeing cool sneakers you know pop up with spikes on the bottom of them Honestly, for me, it's super exciting because I come from the sneaker world first. Like basketball and sneakers are like my first world and golf has kind of become, you know, it's, it's a very close second at this point. So being able to see other people bring the culture of sneakers and basketball onto the golf course is super exciting for me. And I think it's only going to grow from here. I think we're really at just the, the very edge of seeing that sort of community and culture into the world of golf. Because, I mean, even on the pro side, there's not a ton of guys that are wearing quote-unquote cool shoes outside of, like, Tony Finau, uh, Nelly Cordes. Now she's wearing uh, Jordan 1 Lowe's. Um, and there's a couple of guys here and there wearing them. But the, the vast majority of guys are still wearing hard bottoms in some way, shape, or form. And so to see that culture get into golf, I think it's going to be really, really exciting. Was there a shoe that you saw happen and you went, oh, okay, we're, we're going to do this in golf? Was there one that kind of you felt like popped a bit and opened some people's eyes up to it maybe moving away from the traditional look? Yeah, I think it actually happened for both sides as well. Uh, I think it was the TW13. So when the TW13 came out, it was, it was like, for one, for golf, it felt more like a sneaker for, for the golf audience. And then I think for the sneaker audience, it felt more like a sneaker than it was a golf shoe. So I think the TW13 was like that happy medium where you, you found something that was like, oh, I could wear these and I could play golf in these. These look cool. Now, after the TW13, they slowly got back to the more traditional looking shoe, unfortunately. But I think the TW13 kind of set a precedent like, oh, you can do golf shoes that don't look like traditional golf shoes and people will still buy them and people will still be okay with them. You know, it was the one fashion thing that Tiger has offered us outside of wearing a red shirt on Sundays kind of thing. I'm very happy you brought this guy up because um, Tiger is a lot of things to a lot of people. 
Um, the term fashion is not something that has ever followed Tiger around. Not even a little bit. Even my wife was watching Riviera on Sunday and she went, he still wears the same thing. I mean, you know, the outfit hasn't changed. Even the cut of the pants hasn't really slimmed down very much. And Tiger felt like a person that was going to take hold of this, you know, in the late 2000s, or sorry, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And he just didn't. Tiger's just not a well-dressed guy. We see it at the Tiger Jam every year where the shirt looks like a magic eye poster. And you mentioned some of those players like, like Tony Finau pop it up in shoes becoming a, a part of him. And as golf continues to be younger and go younger, it feels like that's going to be a generation that pushes not just the look of the sneaker, but even the bottom of it. And you said hard bottoms. When you look at the shoe Tony Finau is wearing, I mean, you could wear that to a bar. You could wear that yep. to play tennis on most courts. I mean, that's not a stabilizing golf shoe, yet one of the best players in the world's rocket. Right, and this, is, and this is another thing. I think a lot of golf brands need to really take into account. Uh, most people don't need a stabilized golf shoe. They're not that good. I know we think we're that good, but we're not. You can play just fine. You could be, I think, honestly, I think scratch golfers will be fine wearing a Jordan one low. It's not. This is something I've been doing. Jacques, this is something I've done over the last couple of years. I play in these competitive events. I'm like, I would rather wear something I, I like to wear that's going to make me feel more comfortable and make me feel like I'm in my own skin versus a black widow level spike that I feel like I'm digging in. Like, you know, I'm, I'm some big time baseball player in the eighth <laughs> inning. Right. Yeah. So I, and this, I try to, this is actually, I have a call with a couple of brands next week about this. It's like, that's the thing. It's not like most people that play golf aren't that good and they don't need these spike shoes is great. Sell it to them. If that's how you guys make your money good, do it. But I also think there's an opportunity for you to make even more money by giving them things that they like, that they're going to wear more often, that they feel good in, like you said, that they can trash and then they buy another one. With, the, with a more traditional performance-related shoe, like they buy those, and I would imagine most people hold on to those shoes for years and years and years. There is no transition really with those because they feel like, oh, I've got these, I don't need to do them. They don't treat them like clubs where they buy new clubs every year. Their shoes, they stay the same. Here's an opportunity, one, for you guys to make money, and two, to youngen up the look and feel of the golf on the golf course. I, I would love that. And you're right, Tiger is not a fashion guy. He's Tiger is Jordan. <laughs> Yes, Tiger is Jordan. And, and here's the thing I wish Nike would do. Treat Tiger's line like you treat Jordan's line. All the stuff that comes out on Jordan, Michael Jordan doesn't wear that. From the shoes to the apparel, we don't see Mike in all that stuff. We see Mike in the stuff that Mike likes to wear. Same thing with Tiger. Yes, he is the preeminent. He's the goat. He's the guy. Let's have the goat guy Tiger line, but also have the Tiger line that people like you and I want to fuck with. Like right. that's what's missing. What was the first company, I'm assuming it was probably Nike, but was there a company that you felt like started to take advantage of this, that started to send out multiple looks in different styles or even colorways? Was it, was it, was it Adidas? Was it Nike? Was it one of those big brands that really took advantage of this in the golf space? Um, I think, I mean, Nike did like the dunk, the golf dunk a long time ago. Yep. So like they're really the first one that, that I know of, um, you know, Foot Joy or somebody else may have been doing it, but it didn't really break into the, you know, the, the cultural bubble that, that I exist within. Um, so I, I would say Nike probably was the first one and Adidas got into it a little bit. Um, but Nike and then really Jordan, really more than anybody else, Jordan has kind of went full on into the golf space, uh, even more so than Nike. Like Nike does the 90s and stuff like that. 
but the ones and the fives and the sixes and all of that stuff, that stuff has more energy behind it than probably any other golf shoe or sneaker out there. Is there an opportunity for like, I'm a huge penny guy. I mean, I've always was been a penny guy since I was 10 years old and my parents took me to a Mavs magic game and I missed school the next day. Like I was obsessed with Penny Hardaway and I got all the shoes. Do you see an opportunity here in two years, four years, eight years where like the Dion's become golf shoes or the pennies become golf shoes or the Barclays become golf shoes. Do you think we ever deviate that far away from the traditional look or is that too crazy to think? Well, first of all, um, I would pay good money for a Barkley golf shoe. Just, I would pay just good because, money for a Barkley shoe. <laughs> just a Barkley shoe. A Barkley golf shoe, just because of what he means to golf and what he means to basketball, I think would be absolutely amazing. Um, but I, I hope that it reaches there. I think there's an opportunity there um, because that audience, the people that loved those shoes, and this is brands, I don't know if they're just not thinking this way, the people that love those shoes, um, those people are old enough now where they appreciate everything about golf and so i think it would do them well to experiment and these don't have to be and I, I tell them this like it doesn't have to be a massive amount of shoes make it a limited release a very cool barkley colorway a penny colorway a, a david robinson colorway right. a pippin colorway like i, I think imagine a, an air up with you know like with the integrated traction on the bottom that you can wear on and off the course i think people would really be into those kind of things and i i have a feeling that they're doing this internally but they just they're just not sure about it yet um or they may never be sure about it but i think you and i are here to tell them like give it to us we, we want it keep it limited doesn't have to be mass produced you don't have to make a million of them make ten thousand of them for the for the dedicated fans and like the energy and the 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 good PR I think that you get from that would be worth it 100%. Are we at all hitting a tipping point in terms of sneakers because the obsession for people that love shoes like I love shoes and how much time I spend on a daily basis scrolling apps and, you know, setting alarms and things like that for the types of shoes. I mean, I was on the Tiffany website today. I didn't end up hitting submit, but I was at least scrolling around looking at them. And, you know, you get to a point where you've got 50 pair of shoes and you still want the new ones and you still want the classics and you still want something old school. But are we getting to a point where fashion's going to move in a different direction? Or do you feel like this sneaker obsession and sneaker heads are here to stay and they're not really going to go anywhere? Well, I, I think that there's, that's a, uh, uh that's a multi-layered yeah, question yeah, I, I think it's like nine sneaker <laughs> questions in one yeah 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 um i think that i think people are frustrated with sneakers and the whole resale aspect of it and not being able to get it and the difficulty with the sneakers app and all of those things so i think that has gotten to a point where it's it's at its boiling point and it's kind of changed the tide where people are like you know what forget it i just don't even want them anymore now if if i, if I gotta go if i gotta jump through ten thousand hoops in order to get them i don't want them anymore and which i think is bad for the normal consumer who likes a pair of sneakers it shouldn't be it shouldn't be difficult for my cousin who who is not really into sneakers but sees the jordan one lost and found like oh those are cool like i want those like, I feel like he should be able to get those. It shouldn't have to be, oh, you got to enter a raffle and you got to show him your ID and give him your email address and do all of this stuff in order to get the shoes. Like, I get it for some releases, but I think the brands have gone over the top with that and it's pushed people away from sneakers. The barrier to entry has become so high, either monetarily or because of the, the physical actions that you have to do. 
that people are just like, you know what, forget it. I, I won't even, I won't even deal with it. And I think that that has been a detriment to the world of sneakers. And now you're seeing shoes starting to sit because people are just like, I just don't care anymore. Like you've, you've made me not care. It's almost, I posted a TikTok today about um, thinking you went on the sneakers app, but then realizing you did it and you kind of sit there and thinking about it and you realize you're like in this really toxic relationship with this like multinational corporation who you're actually like begging to give money to. Right. Please let me buy these. Please let me buy these. And they don't even want your money. And so it's like, like you're in a really toxic relationship. So it's that same sort of thing. I think people are just like, you know what? I'm I'm done with this relationship. I'm I'm out. I'll see y'all. I'll see you guys later. It almost sounds like new age Ticketmaster where, you know, for so long when we wanted to go see a concert and you were like, I can't afford it. I can't get tickets. I don't even know the process of of how to actually go see my favorite artist. So I'm just not going to go. I'm just going to stop going. And then the artists and comedians had to, in theory, take that into their own hands and figure out a way to where they could go through their site and buy tickets. And I know Dame Lillard has done a little of this in terms of shoes where he's priced his shoes down and he's made it more affordable. Does that make accessibility easier for someone to go get those? If if the price does go down and, a, and an athlete or a player says, I want people that want my shoes to actually be able to get them and not some guy that buys, you know, 500 pairs and sells them to goat for, you know, 400 bucks or 500 bucks. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it helps. You know, I mean, I think it gets people excited. It gets kids excited to be able to buy a signature shoe of like their favorite athlete. You know what I mean? How, how heartbreaking it was for us as kids when we just couldn't afford Jordan. Right. Like, it wasn't and it wasn't that they were priced resale and all of this stuff was going on we our parents were just poor and they couldn't afford them but now you have parents that are pretty well off and they're just like yo i'm not spending 500 dollars to get you a pair of shoes like right. that's just not going to happen like it just now now kids have to deal with that so people like dame people like john that's pricing his shoe pretty low i think his shoe is going to be one or 110 or something like that like that's the sweet spot and it allows kids to really enjoy their favorite athlete how have signature shoes for golfers done? Because I know, obviously, Tiger's had shoes. We've seen Jordan Spieth line with Under Armour. Have have these things, in theory, taken off? Have they done better than just a, another shoe that Under Armour would be putting out there or Nike would be putting out there? Or is that not resonated like you're seeing on, say, the NBA side or other sports? Yeah, you know, you, you don't see it. It's, it's interesting because I think the only sport that really does well, so to speak, with signature shoes is soccer and, and basketball. Okay. Which, you know, and, and soccer as a cleated sport, you know, it almost, you, you don't get it as much, but basketball, you see the athlete, it's, it's, it's a little different. So golf, I, I, not that I have heard of outside of like the run that Tiger had with the 13, 14, yep. 15, like you just didn't hear, you don't hear about golf signature shoes that often, even with, with like Jordan's pair, like it, it looked like a traditional golf shoe is no, nothing about that shoe said Jordan yeah, kind good of point. like said Jordan Spieth you know what I mean it just felt like a shoe that they put his name on and I, I, I think that's doing the golf signature golf shoe market a disservice so what is the most and here I'm putting you on the spot here what is the most famous golf shoe ever made and you might have to go back to the tiger shoe but I'm just wondering if there's been a golf shoe or sneaker that you feel like is the most famous is the most wanted is the most popular ever gosh I mean the, I mean, if it's like the, the overall, it'd probably be like the Foot Joy Premier or something like yep. that. That's probably like the golf shoe um, that everybody's aware of or are familiar with in some way, shape, or form. Um, if it's more like the uh, like the sneaker side shoe, it'd probably be I would say the probably the TW13 probably has like the um, 
the uh, like the recognition, the worldwide recognition more than any other like golf sneaker shoe. Um, outside of that, nothing's hit yet. I mean, maybe the Jordan one, maybe the Jordan one low now, just because it's becoming so popular and you're seeing it on TV, so it kind of has that brand recognition. But outside of that, probably the Foot Joy Premier TW13, the Jordan One, um, Adidas has the uh, like their Ultra Boost that like Dustin was wearing, yeah, and yeah, a couple yeah. of those guys were wearing. But even then, like they just didn't have they don't have like that instant recognition of what they are kind of thing. Who do you think has the best sneaker game in golf? Is there somebody that comes to mind that you feel like week to week, tournament to tournament, day to day, kind of stands out more than maybe the next person? I mean, only Tony really. Yep. Tony. Tony's really the only guy, which which breaks my heart. It's like, why is it just Tony? Come on, guys, get out. Show, just some, show me something. Somebody do something, right? Yeah. Somebody get yeah. a little creative in the space. Yeah. Her, I mean, Harold Bonner, he's a Jordan athlete, so he does some stuff. Um, it's almost like the way someone in sneakers needs to break the rules the way Ricky broke the rules when he came in, when he started Great wearing call. orange and like the bucket hats. Like that, like his fashion sense, how that kind of was transfused into the world of golf. I think we need that with sneakers for somebody to kind of break that rule with, with golf sneakers. Like it'd be great if John Rahm wore some like really dope shit the way he's winning right now. But he wear like I don't even know the name of the brand of the shoes that he wears. I have Quater, to find it. I think it's the, it's the brand. Yeah, 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 it's something that I'm not familiar with. I didn't even like I wasn't even familiar with it as a golf brand kind right. of thing. So, it's yeah. under the it's under the Travis umbrella, I believe, is the, is the Quater brand, and that's the shoes he's wearing. But yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. It's like you kind of need somebody to hit that at, while they're playing peak level golf, like a John Rahm or even even our boy Max. Like if Max, yeah. you know, got into some crazy sneakers at some point, the way they're playing golf right now. When did you get obsessed? Like when did your love for shoes go from I want a pair of Jordans to this is a space that I'm so in love with that I'm going to create a job out of it and have millions of followers on YouTube. Like when did that hit you in your heart? Um, that probably hit me probably around 2012, 2013 okay. is when it, when it turned into a, uh, a, it, well, two, it was a job in 2009, like in 2009, I started writing about sneakers, but by like around the 2011, 2012 is when I was like, okay, I can turn this into something. And then 2013, uh, is when I like I dove dove in head first. When you leave your house, do you feel a slight amount of pressure that like I'm running I'm running down the street to get a Starbucks, but I know I've got to have something fire on just in case I run into anybody that's a fan. Absolutely, and, and my Can't wife wear the flip flops. Yeah, my wife laughs at me, but it's like I I, I know I'm like I'm wearing like Jays or something like that, <laughs> or I wear a pair of Ultra Boosts or something like that. Um, although I, I will be, be honest lately, I, I got, I had a pair of Crocs and so I've been kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go out in the Crocs. I won't go out in the slides or anything like that. I'll give the Crocs a try just because they're so like controversial in that sense. Right. But if it's not the Crocs, it's like a pair of a beat up old, like Jordan. Like I even do yard work around my house and like a pair of old beat up Jordan ones, just in case like somebody's walking by out front and they recognize me. It's, it's crazy. They're like, you're creasing your shoes. You're like, I'm actually getting dirt on these shoes. I'm, yeah, actually, I'm, actually getting getting dirt. Dirt. I'm putting earth on these. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Is, is there a company next that you feel like might sneak into the golf space, like an on cloud or a vans or something like that, that you could see kind of dip their toe in this world? Gosh, that would be great. I would love to see like Vans really get into the golf space. Uh, they have some obviously classic silhouettes that you could turn into. You could pl it would play in golf. Like I think it yeah. play in new style and old school. Yeah, especially like the range. Like I feel like the range is a perfect place for a pair of Vans. Like that is 
that is like the optimum place to wear like a pair of vans that have been kind of outfitted with like an integrated traction that still have like the old school look like that's perfect yeah so you i think you got that man absolutely get get into it all right i got a couple fashion questions for you before we go these are conversations i've had both on the podcast and some other places and i need your opinion because i respect the hell out of the way you dress and the way you look so thank you lately and i'm a big jogger guy i'm 39 years old i still mm -hmm. rock joggers all the time i love them i'm a low shoe guy i don't I, my legs are kind of too big for high tops so i typically go with something low i think lows look better with joggers we've been seeing this on the pj tour as of late and i'm not a fan of it so i wanted your opinion can you wear joggers with a foot joy classic-y looking shoe and what i mean is you know kind of the traditional golf shoe because there's a couple dudes out there that go joggers with like, you know, shiny, polished golf shoes. And I'm not sure I'm into it. Your thoughts. I know exactly. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know who exactly you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it, de it definitely rubs me the wrong way when I see it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, like, but on the other side of that, I'm just happy that they're wearing joggers. Cause that's, that's, that's such a leap Step. forward for golf. You know what I mean? You so, did something. Yeah. You did something, but yeah, the, the, the traditional looking like hard bottoms with, with joggers, it, it, it just doesn't, it don't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't, it doesn't fit the vibe of the outfit, especially because a lot of golfers now are way more athletic right? and like joggers are, you know, I feel like they fit better on athletic guys. And to see them with like the hard bottoms, you're like, bro, no, that's not, that's not the energy. That's not the energy we need. You were so close. Like yeah. you, were all, you were out the door and you look great and you missed a belt loop. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. almost had it dialed. You almost had it dialed. All right, that's last exactly question it. for you. If there are people out there, golfers that are interested in expanding, you know, their, their scope of what they're going to wear on their feet. What do you say to these people? They, I'm sure you get these questions a lot on, I, I, I like sneakers. I don't really know what to do with them. I don't know how to wear them. I don't know what to shop. I don't know what my style is. What do you say to people that are maybe a little apprehensive about just getting into it, taking that first step into the gym? Into, into the world of sneakers? Yes. Um, my first thing for everyone is wear what you like. Okay. Like, don't let anyone determine what is and what isn't cool. If you see a pair of New Balance, you know, 2002 R's and those fit your vibe and your energy, get those. If it's Jordan 1's, get those. If it's Shell Toes, get those. Jordan 2's, get those. Like, get what you what suits your personality and you feel like fits you and your wardrobe. Like, right. So, like, if you feel like low top shoes go better with your clothes, get low tops. I don't know. Like you said, like, you have big legs. If you have big legs, you don't want a pair of Jordan 1 highs because they just don't look right because you've got big calves. Don't get Jordan 1 highs. Get Jordan 1 lows. Like, get what you like and what you know fits you and your style. And then, and don't be afraid to mix it up. It doesn't have to be Nike. Doesn't have to be Jordan. Doesn't have to be Adidas. There's plenty of brands out there that make cool sneakers. There's custom brands. There's Reebok. There's New Balance. There's there's Saucony. There's all of these brands out there. There's there's even Diadora. Like if you really want to go old school, like pick what fits your vibe and just rock them with confidence. It's not about wearing something that someone else has. Just rock what you like. All right. If we're gonna go play golf tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What are you wearing? What, what are you what are you wearing right now on the golf course to play 18 holes? And what has been kind of your go to over the last few months? 
Um, my go-to outfit generally is uh, either a pair of joggers or like a pair of shorts. Yep. Uh, generally a t-shirt. Um, if I'm at like a, a, a really like traditional fancy, like stick up their butt place, <laughs> I wear the uh, collarless, like the old Nike, like um, I forgot what they were called. Flat, not flat collar. Like the, mo- the mock turtle or whatever they called it. Not even like the mock turtle ones. The ones where it was like, it was a button up, but it had like a little thin the collar. Blade, on blade collar. Like, yeah. Like the blade collars. Like I'll wear one of those just to be like, look, I got a collar on. You happy right, right. now? Don't kick me out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make me play better. Um, so, so like I'll wear those. But other than that, it's usually like a t-shirt. Um, I have this really, and I, I probably need to get another one because I wear it so often. I have a really thin, like crew neck Travis Matthews, like Heather Gray sh- sweater slash. I guess it's like a sweater, but it's really thin. It's a really thin crew neck and it's, I can wear it. It's, it's thin enough where if it's hot, I can just like, all right, I'll be okay. Um, but it's also thick enough to where if it's like a little chilly, I can have it on. And I feel like I don't need to put on a big, like something like this kind of crew neck. So I have one of those that I usually wear and yeah, generally a pair of joggers and, you know, some kind of shorts that I've been, I've been wearing. I usually wear, I've been, I've been wearing like, like swimming trunks. Yeah. Um, just because they're like, they're kind of thin and like they have like some of the, most of those have like cooler designs and like they have like the longer cut on those. So I'll wear like swimming trunks and like a, just like a regular shirt that I could, that I feel like goes with it and a pair of whatever golf shoe I, I feel like that day, whether it's the Stan Smith or the Jordan one Lowe's or, or whatever. Been wearing a lot of nineties lately. I've just been into yeah. it. Just that's, I've been yep. going, I've been going nineties a lot. Again, I just feel like it kind of like you said, it, it, if you're going to look through the outfit, does it make sense all the way through? And I feel like what I've been wearing lately, simple shirt, normally one color. I might have a little more pop in the jogger. And then obviously, I mean, you know, you can get some different colorways with the 90s. But I'm excited for I've seen some of the major championship packs that Nike's going to send out over the next few months. And they look pretty sweet. So very oh, excited good, to get my good. hands on those. Jacques, I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much uh, for chatting. Like I said, I know that we are behind in golf in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I mean, in style is, is definitely one of the things that we struggle with. So I just wanted to get your perspective and I really appreciate the time. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you, man. I enjoyed this. All right. Big shout out to Jacques for the time and for the information and for just kind of digging into the shoe culture that is slowly creeping into this golf world. I thought it was a fun conversation. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. We've got a lot of fun guests lined up over the next few weeks. Already recorded a couple of those episodes. So be on the lookout. Hope you guys are enjoying the Get a Grip podcast. If you like it, rate it, review it, do all that stuff. It helps us in the old fancy Apple algorithms. And I will be back next week. Hope you guys enjoy the players.